Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group, a weekly webinar. Today is January 14th, 2019. <clears throat> and we work together each week to introduce the work of Triangles to a larger audience, and we welcome all of you who might be newly participating in this work today. And we also work together to create a platform whereby people who are already members of Triangles can come together each week and participate in a meditative visualization in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform consciousness. The work involves simply the establishing of a line of lighted loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people link together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the planetary network of triangles, and as the network is visualized, the great invocation is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the entire etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, touching all open hearts and minds that can respond to spiritual stimulation when it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. Again, I'd like to bring to your attention the Inner Sight podcast available on iTunes and other platforms where you can listen to all the previous webinars as well as other uh, new and full moon meetings of Lucis Trust. So we encourage you to download it and give us a good review. So today we're very fortunate after the meditation to hear from one of our co-workers here at Lucis Trust in New York, Michael Galloway. And so we welcome Michael to this opportunity to hear from him. So now, as we did last week, we're going to do a, a brief visualization and then we'll sound together the mantra on your screen. So lift your consciousness as high as possible onto the mental plane. Now look out over the world, seeing as it is one of light, with here and there points and centers of intensified light. So 
See the energies of this network of light pulsating to the rhythm of human aspiration. Now regard yourself within this planetary network as a channel among many channels transmitting the energy of the spiritual hierarchy. Imagine this potent love energy pouring through the network of light, stimulating the many points and centers of energy, and thereby transforming the pulsation of energy of human aspiration into the rhythm of the planetary heartbeat. Sound the mantra. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light and bring it down to meet the need. We reach into the silent place and bring from thence the gift of understanding. Thus with the light we work and turn the darkness into day. Despite chaotic conditions in our world, as old and new forms clash, on subjective levels, there is a tremendous influx of light. This inpouring light is aiding humanity to see more clearly, free from the usual fogs and mists which so often obscure that reality. These energies that are pouring in during this Capricorn period strengthen our ability to see clearly. For Capricorn clears the way to the mountain top and thus reveals the rising sun. 
then through this means the light of revelation pours in through the group of world servers and in turn comes to condition human consciousness. What a sacrifice and service, therefore, the inner group of which Triangle's workers are a part is offering to the world. We can see the success of this radiatory activity in the tremendous growth of individuals and groups who are waking up in large numbers, seeing through the fogs and mists and acting on their vision for a more just and caring world. The process of waking to a fuller view of reality can at first prove challenging sometimes, like when you go from a dark room into a lighted room, your eyes have to adjust. There is a period of adjustment which can involve seeing things that you don't normally want to see. For both the garden and the weeds begin to appear before your view. This is the process which many people are passing through at this time, leading some to a loss of hope as they succumb to fear of an uncertain future and the consequent disempowerment. Within the midst of these forces, the Triangle's workers take their stand, impersonally and unceasingly radiating light. It's said that disillusionment and deglamorization through these processes, humanity is awaiting the coming revelation. This disillusionment confronting so many people today can therefore be viewed in a positive light as a sign of humanity's awakening, which will lead in time to a greater receptivity to new ideas and alternative solutions to human problems because they begin to see clearly that the old ways are not working. And this is leading to a growing mental polarization and the consequent ability to discern truth, leading to cooperation with the plan and responsiveness to how to implement it. But what might be the revelation that will come as a result of the growing disillusionment and deglamorization. It's difficult for us to know what the Tibetan is talking about here. Is it the overall revelation of the externalization? Or is he talking here about something more specific? He says in the same passage, which is found on the reappearance of the Christ, page 134, that this revelation is related to the combined efforts of the Buddha and the Christ. And also specifically he relates it to what occurs, that which occurs at the June full moon each year. The Buddha's work is very much related to this growing mental polarization within humanity. His Four Noble Truths spelled out the way through disillusionment with material values as the path to liberation. Bud, in fact, is the Sanskrit term for enlightened mind, 
And humanity is, after all, the planetary mercury, the throat center. So we have that capacity to become a collective enlightened mind. And at the June full moon, the field has been prepared by the influx of light that occurs each year at the Waisak period. And as the mind of humanity becomes illumined, it prepares the soil, the field, for the influx of an even greater light, hierarchical light. And then as the mind becomes lighted, it's prepared to respond to the attractive power of love and a new recognition of humanity's place within the larger whole dawns on the awakening mind and heart. Then humanity can begin to fulfill its role as the mediator, the God with the winged feet who travels fleet-footedly between that which is above and that which is a blow. He links, he reaches out into the light and brings it down to meet the need. In this manner, disillusionment is transformed into clear vision and consequently into action on behalf of others. So let's now work together our visualization. Let's link in thought as a soul, as a point of light and love with all those people throughout the world who are likewise working with this Triangles Meditation Group. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Not shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men. Using the creative imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize this triangle in which you are working 
as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangles Network. Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Now lift your consciousness to the world teacher who stands as the heart of love at the center of the spiritual hierarchy and also at the heart of each triangle. Hold the group mind open and receptive to the inpouring energy of love.
Visualize light and goodwill circulating around the triangles from point to point and flowing out through the network into the hearts and minds of men and women everywhere, healing and transforming human consciousness and establishing right human relationships. Visualize the whole planet alight with triangles. See new triangles being formed everywhere. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause to consider the work to be done by the words that will be poured out. And we can visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, Let love stream forth 
into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. So Michael, now we give the platform to you. Great, thank you, Kathy. The mind is frequently associated with intelligence, with reason and discernment, that which separates, identifies and perceives in order to understand and comprehend. Sometimes overlooked is that the mind is also that plane where on the soul resides and so it's a place of cohesion creativity electric interplay and telepathy the mind is also a place of true consciousness for the soul which knows itself to be one with all souls has its existence within the ring past not of the mental plane understanding the role the mind plays housing shines light upon its divine function as a linking agent between divinity and form. The soul produces cohesion and thus facilitates involution. Without its existence, divinity would be incapable of appropriating the various forms required for the process of cyclic incarnation. The soul is in many ways considered a deity. It is responsible for the expression of life. It also remains a being, guiding the 
Thus the soul links the universal life throughout the entire process of evolution. This is possible because the principle of mind upon which the body of the soul, or within which the body of the soul is constructed, links the formless world of spiritual reality to the dense objective worlds of intelligent expression. The human mind is reality triple in nature. The lower mind is condensed objective and constitutes part of the personality objective form. The higher mind constitutes part of the spiritual triad and is considered formless. The higher mind is what enables the intuition, that realm of truth, to take form. The soul exists as the linking agent between the two. And for this reason, it is sometimes referred to as the son of mind. It is considered the progeny of mind because it is born of the interaction of the higher and lower minds and links them together. It is described as masculine because it is an active and magnetic center through which the will of God is imposed, imposed through love upon the world of form. In another sense, however, the soul is also negative or feminine because it is responsive to that which lies above it in the great hierarchy of spiritual life. The soul, and likewise the mind, is thus a great linking agent, receiving or invoking impression from divinity and distributing the spiritual energy, this divine will, to humanity and the lower kingdoms in nature. Through this process, which we call the science of impression, the soul becomes a bridge of consciousness and a portal to the higher worlds upon which each will one day pass. Through this process, the formless world of spiritual reality becomes manifest within the three worlds of form. Upon its own plane, however, the nature of the soul is best understood in terms of a group relation entirely independent of form life. This relationship is difficult to comprehend, for it is more than simply an awareness of one's relationship to the group, or of to one's soul, or knowledge that one is part of a larger group. These types of considerations imply relationship between the personality and the soul, the self, and the not-self. However, the relationship of the soul to other souls is characterized by a magnetic group interplay and the resolution of this normally perceived duality. In this relationship, the duality inherent in the lower aspects of the mind between the self and the not-self is subsumed to that of group identity. The relationship between the self and others is transcended and replaced by the relationship between group and group, and between the group and the role that that group is to play in the revelation of the divine plan. In this relationship, the other no longer exists, and nothing but differentiated life expressed as intelligent purpose remains. Groups of souls functioning in this way are able to contact and distribute a much greater measure of energy than the individual, for they constitute a significant part of the planetary life. 
These groups evoke beneficent energies from cosmic sources and distribute them throughout the planet. Their significance extends even into the ring past knot of the evolving life of our solar logos, that great entity which expresses itself through our solar system. And though it may be beyond us to entirely transcend the duality of our lower natures and to identify completely with our soul group, we can act as if, and thereby begin to build the bridge in consciousness, which will eventually make this identification possible. The as-if attitude is in reality a creative use of the faculty of imagination and can produce significant effects because it links consciousness and form. Identifying with the soul is to identify with the soul within each individual. All differentiated units of the one life are in fact part of this one inseparable group. This has clear application for the triangles work. When we engage the mind in visualizing and imagining the lighted network of light and love, we can also strive to identify with this network and with all of the points of radiating will within it. We are that divine will, but we are also all the points of will within the group. This is the meaning of true group consciousness, and when done effectively, evokes energy from cosmic sources and brings unity to our normally perceived sense of separation, that between self and other. This energy evoked by the group is distributed through the numerous points of living will, which are each of us within the Triangles Network. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Michael. And now it's time for our final portion of the webinar to have a discussion of anybody who has some points that they'd like to bring up, anything they'd like to share about the work of triangles or other aspects of this work. So we'll open it up now. You can share either by putting a comment in the chat box or by clicking on your name on the participants box and then we can you can share audibly we'll unmute your microphone Michael, while others are thinking of comments and questions, I wondered if you have any reflections because you've lived in, in uh, New York City for a year now and it is a planetary center, as you know. And I wondered if you can sense uh, any of that energy, the planetary center energy and in relationship to the Triangles Network. Do you have any thoughts to share on that? Um, I would say I've uh, lived in New York City now for about a year, 
but um, actually, sorry, Kathy, can you mute your microphone while I'm talking? Okay, because it echoes. All right, so um, I've lived in New York City now for about one year um, since moving here to work at the Trust, and I've definitely noticed a very, um, very kind of spiritually stimulating energy um, present here that I didn't notice before. Um, I did live here previously, um, briefly at least about six years ago before I started, before I started this work. And um, yeah, I would say there's definitely like an exoteric stimulation in terms of, you know, New York City is very stimulating. People are always have something to do. You know, it's called the city that never sleeps. Um, but in terms of the spiritual work being done here, I mean, it's a location of the headquarters of the United Nations, and there are, um, there's a lot of, I think, spiritual work being done here that maybe isn't so obvious, but I think it is a result of the, um, of New York being one of the planetary centers. Thank you. All right, well, maybe people are feeling shy today. Oh, there's a comment, okay. Um, so John Horan says, very nice talk, Michael. You had mentioned something about the system of triangles as being a more efficient way of reaching people of all ray types. Could you repeat or expand this? Um, I'm not sure ex that's exactly what I said, um, but I would say the system of triangles, you know, when we think of group work, sometimes, you know, we think of groups meeting on the physical plane, you know, a meditation group, or even a group that meets together for, um, oh, it says, sorry, I meant Kevin, my error. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just go ahead and say what I was going to say anyway, is that, you know, group work sometimes we think of in terms of you know exclusively on the on the physical plane groups that meet for meditation or groups that meet to discuss or to talk or to um you know create a certain idea or um but in reality the uh triangles network i think is unique because the group really isn't limited by the outer form the group is really you know, the souls of all those who participate. Um, Rose with us says, can you say how the five planetary centers were created slash founded? Thanks a lot for the interesting talk and deep meditation. Um, I'm not really sure how the five planetary centers or when they were necessarily created or founded. Um, I'm not sure the Tibetan gives that specific information, and if he does, perhaps I'm just not aware of it. 
Um, Nathaniel Borgen says, please share your understanding about the crop circles. It is fascinating. Um, I don't know anything about crop circles, but maybe Kathy, if she has anything to share. Well, many people believe that they are related to some kind of Davic, um, Davic work. Obviously, they're not created by human beings. Their perfection and the speed with, with, with which they're created. Um, so it totally does away with that. Some people do think they're done by humanity, but it's obviously not true. So, you know, some people think they're, they're built by extraterrestrials. Who knows, really? We don't, we don't really know. Um, Jesse states, are there other esoteric, exoteric groups or organizations with which Lucius Trust works that are outside its organization? If so, can you please provide this information? Thank you. Um, the Lucis Trust um, and World Goodwill, which is one of its um, kind of sister organizations or within the heading of the Lucis Trust, um, is affiliated with the UN, the United Nations. And we primarily interact with them through, um, through the blog, World Goodwill at the UN, which you can find on our website. Um, And I can send that link to you, Jesse. I'll type it in the chat box, worldgoodwill.org. And then you'll just go and find the World Goodwill at the UN blog. Um, Roswitha says, many thanks, Michael. Thank you, Roswitha. Um, Diane says, thank you for this talk. You mentioned the as if frame of mind. I find it easy to do during meditation. However, during the daily activities, when I have to deal with various energies, it is difficult to maintain, to maintain that high vantage point. Do you have any suggestions as to how to maintain that higher state of mind during, monday during mundane activities of the day? Oh gosh, what a difficult uh, thing to do for many of us. I think um, there's an exercise given in the Arcane School that's given as soon as a student joins. It's called the Evening Review. And it's a really simple exercise. All you do is sit down at the end of the day for about 10 minutes and review the um, experiences of the previous day in terms of, um, you know, the spiritual, the amount of soul contact or the amount of spiritual consciousness with which you were able to maintain throughout that day. And I find this, um, although um, I find over time, this exercise actually helps to kind of carry that through line and carry that consciousness throughout the day. Um, another, another idea is also the, um, you may be aware of the noontime recollection um, and the five o'clock link up for the new group of world servers. And when these four activities, if you include those two plus the evening review and the morning meditation, which a lot of people do meditate in the mornings, um, 
really help to create a through line throughout the day. And so when you have more of these points to link up with, um, the, the space between them is smaller. And so it's easier to, to make that continuity of consciousness, which is part of the as if technique. Um, Suzanne says, the crops look like mandalas, very beautiful. Yes, they are. Um, Celeste says, is the triangle network the same as networks of light with Fintorn? I actually am not familiar with the networks of light with the Fintorn. Um, Kathy, are you familiar with, no. with that? No. Not familiar. Okay, so I can't really comment on that, I think. Um, so Maria Christina says, Michael, the simplest, oh, wait, that's a private message. I'll read that later. Okay, so um, Amy says, what is the point of linking? I'm not sure exactly what you're referring to, but the point of linking, um, not sure what you're referring to in terms of linking with what, but in terms of linking with one's own soul, I think, you know, that's the really the first essential step to any sort of spiritual contact or to any sort of true linking up with the with the greater group whether it's a new group of world servers or the group of souls or any type of subjective group the spiritual hierarchy and so you know first one has to link with with that soul we call the master in the heart and um I mean, it's, it's essential. Linking also, I think, in terms of, you know, I think of relationship. So it's the sort of the, the second aspect of divinity, which the soul is, which the soul is a representative of, that second aspect. And, you know, when we think of our relationships in our exoteric environment with people, in our families, with our friends, or in our communities, I think as spiritual beings, it's important to constantly be linking or constantly thinking in terms of relationship, in terms of that um, kind of somewhat invisible or formless connection or cord that links us to um, every other individual, other, every other life form on the planet. Um, so this is Jane says, so much of what we do is to anchor ideas there is something magical to participate and be a group. Thank you for adding to my understanding on a subject that I want to become clearer to me. It is important that we approach that we approach it is it as a serious contribution, which it is. Thank you both and love to all. Thank you, Jane. I very much agree. This work is very important. Um, even if perhaps those that look solely at the exoteric perspective, it may not appear to be so as, as significant, um, but it's important to keep in mind that the exoteric effects are actually the result of you know, subjective causes. So all life forms are caused by the divine energy that pours through them. And so that point of energy is the soul. Um, Amy says, and how do we know if we are making a difference? Linking up in a triangle, how um, do we know if we're making a difference doing the triangles? Um, well, Amy, that's a 
somewhat difficult question to answer because I think you know that is something that really each person has to discern for themselves. I think at first there may not be much of an, or at least for some people, there may not be much of an indication that they have been successful. Um, you know, this goes back to the as if technique that was mentioned earlier. You know, at first, these what we call subjective or inner or formless contacts, you know, they are very vague at first. They're very difficult to comprehend. They're very abstract. And so the first step is really just to imagine them. And that, that um, stage, stage of imagining, I think, has to go on, at least for the majority of people, for a very long time before they start to really be able to develop a sense, what we call you know, an esoteric sense or an ability to really perceive that energy. Um, and everybody perceives it differently. Some people perceive it through sensations. Some people perceive it visually or audibly, or some people perhaps just know um, and so it's something that develops over, over, over really several lifetimes. And so, um, so to answer your question, how do we know if we are making a difference? Well, you know, we can know, but um, perhaps we can't initially or at first. Um, so Sam Jones says, the group meditation today brought to mind a triangle is like a magnifying glass. Thank you all. Thank you, Sam. That's really uh, a beautiful um, image because the, you know, every, every, as we're told, the, the Christ really is the central point of every triangle. And so there's this kind of transcendent or magnification of, you know, the transcendence and the magnification, there's a definite at least for me, relationship between those. And also as Kathy brought up also, you know, normally at, at first it's, it's common that as the spiritual inflow occurs, there's a magnification or a revealing of both the good and the bad of the, you know, the foliage or the beautiful plants, the flowers and the trees, but also the weeds of the garden. So I think today we're definitely seeing a magnification of both the of the good and the bad in the world. Um, Joanne states, would you please repeat what the five o'clock is? Um, so the five o'clock, um, what we call the five o'clock link up or the five o'clock mantram of the new group of world servers is a mantram that is said um, that all those who wish to participate every day link up very briefly and sound the mantra of the new group of world servers. And this can be done wherever you're at. Um, it can be done mentally or aloud. Um, and it is sometimes sounded by a single sounding of the ohm, if you wish. Um, perhaps somebody could type a link to that in the chat box if they have it, or I can post one momentarily. My chat box actually just disappeared, so if give me one second, I could find some. So, um, it's posted. Go. It's posted already in the chat box under Angela's. Oh, there we go. Okay, thank you. My screen keeps blinking black, so I'm missing some things. Okay, Amy says, I know, probably in response to my 
previous statements. Um, Angela, that's the five o'clock mantra of the new group of world servers. Thank you, Angela, for posting that. Um, Diane says, in reference to Amy's comment, the difference that we may have can be the difference of how we project the energy that is within us and its effect on those around us. Um, in reference to Um, James states, would it be fair to say that on some level, the people whom we form triangles with have a karmic relationship with us from the past, or may we be setting the start of deeper soul work with them now and in the future? Um, I think it's probably very possible that you may end up in a triangle with somebody whom you have karmic connections with from the past, but it's also very possible that you wouldn't. And so um, that would be the starting of a new karmic relationship, one that is based on soul, as you say, deeper soul work. Um, you know, humanity itself and the entire group of souls is karmically connected um, within the will or the purposes of the planetary life. So in one sense, you could view karma in terms of the group and in that karma, we all are connected. Um, all right, well, Michael, I think we should close now. So would you like to thank you so much? And if you could just end with a moment of silence where we can link with the entire group. Absolutely. Just close our eyes and connect with the, the group, the triangles group, and the larger worldwide group. All right, thank you everyone, and thank you, Kathy. Thank you. For having me. Thank you.